Okay, our subject is a 31-year-old, blurred, male and he is a big one. Pay attention newbies we are going to get a few of these types in the next few days. Sir? Yes, noob. What is a blurred? It is a black nerd, someone isn't keeping up with their reading assignments. Normally fall brings about a certain level of basic in all of us, this level of basic affects women the most with pumpkin spice lattes. Although, it may infect men. And this can be dangerous because men are dumb and don't understand moderation. Exhibit A, due to his love of taffy apples. Sir do you mean candy apple? But shh, I said what I said. Now as I was saying, the patient arrived at the store and cleared out a row of taffy apples. And ate six taffy apples in one hour. His reasoning was they were apples and his last words were, I have no regrets. Advise a heavy dose of self-control and take his wallet away. I have an addiction. Don't judge me, judge your mind. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Identity Group. Thank you for joining me today. And before we even get started, I would like to thank you guys outright just for, you know, liking, liking, sharing, subscribing, doing the basic things to keep this going. I appreciate you guys so much. It's really helping out. It's right below. Hit it. You're watching it. And you guys only going to stick around for about five minutes. So come on, do your part. Make sure you're saving the world. Um, We're going to talk real quick about the Democratic debate. This is probably the last thing I filmed, but it's the first thing I'm going to post. But uh, there was a Democratic debate, I think, uh, Thursday, September the 12th. Uh, there was 10 candidates down from the 22 that was from the two-night extravaganza. It was done at a HBCU, uh, Texas Southern, I believe. And uh, we could recap the whole thing. It was about two hours long. And ostensibly, since there's still 10 of them, this is still like prelims let's just get down to the nitty-gritty the good the bad and the ugly all right so let's talk about the the biggest winners okay uh in order the biggest winners for me were warren bernie and pete and starting off with warren uh, warren was probably probably seemed the most human to me she she received a few questions that she danced around, like trying to explain exactly how she was going to get her health care paid for or dancing around how she was going to get big uh, the corporate media and all these other companies off of Wall Street, how she was going to attack Wall Street. She doesn't have a plan for those things. Her foreign policy is weak. But on that stage, she seemed the most human to me. She was the only one that brought up the middle class. She was the only one that mentioned teachers because she is one. She only only one that mentioned, you know, that no one really likes their health care insurance and you don't really get to decide because, you know, if you're 63, 36% of the population who get their insurance from their company, it's all about what the company wants. And trust and believe they're trying to save that almighty dollar. We're talking about the money, baby. That's what they're trying to save. But she was out there putting herself on them and sticking to this notion that she is for Universal health care. She is the liberal left as we know it. She is a socialist. And while some of her more candid statements were more of the questions about like how she's going to do this weren't proactively attached or proactively approached. I don't think the debate stage was a time to give a 10 minute speech about 
within four sec uh, within a 45 second speech window so I, I implore her for not being goaded into trying to explain away certain things as certain candidates were but moving on Bernie Sanders strong delivered decisive uh, he seemed angry seemed hostile uh, maybe because he's having to do all of these random things and, you know, he's being put up against basically him and Warren versus the rest of the the, the left. And that's a very corporate left. Let's be clear. Like uh, there is no they, they are all on the same side, but they're not all playing for the same team. Uh, looking at Cory Booker, looking at Kamala Harris, looking at uh, Biden, who have all hit over 20 million dollars from corporate PACs. This is the reality of the situation of the Democratic Party. There's a bunch of rich people hiding in the Democratic Party claiming to understand where you're coming from. Um, but Bernie was always decisive, always strong. I really enjoyed watching him talk. I, I really enjoyed him giving it to the people who dared challenge him. He once said something to Amy. Amy challenged him about his, his policy, and it came off as a woo moment, but... Ostensibly, he was like, yeah, congratulations to you. You read it. I wrote it. Get fucked. <laughs> it was just a really weird chain of events. And then finally, uh, the person I think really caught me by surprise was Pete Buttigieg. Um, and I had to do some research on this one. I didn't know Pete was gay. Good for him. But on top of that, I really felt like Pete was the only adult on the stage, even though he's the youngest candidate. And I say that because he seemed to be very... Uh, docile with his blows, congratulatory with his achievements and his praise, but overall, he kept it fair. He stuck to his points. And Buttigieg has a lot of things going against him. I don't think he's doing very well in the polls. But for that, for that day and age, for it, Buttigieg, you got me to Google you and learn something about you. So you must have been doing something right. I know you're a mayor, and there's been some questionable things that happened with. Uh, with black individuals in your community that have kind of left you hanging by the fruit because if you messed up in your own city as a mayor, how would you do on a grand stage? So whatever the questions will be, uh, I'll be definitely more attentive to you in the future if you manage to make it to the next debate stage. But if we're talking about, you know, the biggest winners, those are my winners in that order, Warren, Bernie, and Budapest. And I guess I should say who I would vote for regardless of the situation. And for regardless of the situation, I'm voting for Bernie. In this group, I would definitely be voting for Bernie. So let's move on to the next group, which is uh, my favorite group. Personally, why the fuck are you here? These were a group of people on the stage who had no business being on the stage. And I was baffled as to why they were there. Like, who are you? So starting up front, the first person we met was Amy. Bruh. And Amy Klobovic, I believe is her last name. She just reminds me of a light Hillary Clinton. Like a a watered-down white claw version of Hillary Clinton. Just the most basic. And she seems overly opinionated. She seems to have this bravado about herself, which is fine. But who are you? Like, I recognize almost everybody on the stage. Everybody on the stage is known for something. But you are legitimately known on that stage as the who are you person. So I don't know what your points were. I don't really know anything about you. Me judging you isn't even fair. But ostensibly, what I was able to derive from seeing you on stage was, no, you look too much like Hillary. And that's not. that's just not going to help you. Sorry. So uh, 
The second uh, person, like who are you, is someone who we know and we know because of something bad. And if I say that, you automatically know it's Beto O'Rourke. Beto, true story, lost to Ted Cruz. You can't run for president until you beat Ted Cruz. This is Ted Cruz. Here's our, this is Ted Cruz. This is who Beto O'Rourke lost to. And, you know, I was talking to somebody while I was watching the debate, and they asked me to describe Beto O'Rourke and what I thought about him. And the best thing I could come up with is, have you ever walked into a family dollar and you were just, I don't, God forbid, but if you've ever walked into a family dollar and you were just walking and then you go to the back left corner and you look down and you see Guitar Hero 2, that's who Better Remark reminds me of. Because it's like, this isn't a dollar. Also, this is one of the most popular games. It's actually like ranked top 10 most sold games in the world so what is in it is there a game in here is there just a guitar in here if you only buy in the guitar why not like do you already have the game do you still own a ps2 in 2019 so many questions i had and every time these questions come up better o'rourke just seems to not be diligent in his ability to answer them Uh, he takes money from corporate packs then he doesn't he wants to take all assault rifles, and he doesn't understand the magnification of him saying that. Better work saying we're going to take all assault rifles is exactly what gun ownership wants. It's almost as if he was doing a campaign for gun ownership. And that is then the cycle of, of retaliation. People feel threatened that their guns are going to be taken. They go stockpile them. Then tax season comes around, or they get low on their times, and they try and sell these guns off to random strangers. And then we have these guns who were originally bought legally and registered now being put out into the universe for random psychos to grab so that they can then come shoot up your neighborhood like you have literally like whether better o'rourke ha- doesn't know it and i and i'm blaming him for this for not having the nuance in, and being too emotional you have started the next cycle for the next mass shooter because one of the guns that were purchased not even 12 hours after you said that statement by some scared pussy ass dude is going to lead to another person getting a gun that they weren't supposed to. Facts. Uh, and then we got Corey. Bruh. Corey Booker. Uh, doll eyes, as I like to call him. He gets so much. He, like, he's in the Senate. I think he's a Senate or Congress. He's in our Congress. Stay there, bro. Win. Keep going. I enjoy seeing Facebook snippets of you uh, trashing and thrashing uh, people who come into the council trying to lie. I really appreciate you doing that. And he has a really interesting story. Like, he's done some amazing things. Like, he's taking people out of fires and all this. But when it comes straight down to it, he's a basic Democrat. And that by that means he's going to protect the rich. He's going to pretend like he's going to be cool with the poor. And he's just going to keep it steady. The, the status quo will remain. He doesn't, his plans aren't solidified with anything. And he's clearly speaking on the behalf of his uh, backers. Uh, Cory Booker, as a person, you don't know because he's speaking on the behalf of his backers. So what the fuck are you doing here, bro? Get lost. Um, but I appreciate you. Respect. <laughs> and then finally, let's talk about the biggest losers of the night. And this is something that this is something that really like I say I say with a with a grandmother, Joe Biden is oh yeah. For the other group, if I had to pick one person out of that group, it'd probably be Cory Booker, just because, like, 
on a PlayStation 4 and who's aiming. Um, the biggest losers in order were Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and Yang, I believe. And here's why. Uh, starting off with Biden. Biden really, really showed his weaknesses and just the, he, he doesn't have the stamina to do this. He, 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 he's too emotional. He, he used the phrase, I can do this. No, you cannot, bro. No, you cannot. You were the vice president already. Mike, like you already had the opportunity to do it and you did it. So what are you talking about? Like, what did, what's your game plan here? You had eight years, bro. And some of them were good, some of them bad. We didn't fix the border issue. So we have it here. So ostensibly, we can say we're in this predicament because of your lack of preparedness. People were mad at Castro for jabbing him about that thing. And upon reflecting on it, I say no, because that's what Trump does. That's You've got to be ready to fight. And Joe's not ready to fight. And I think he's too emotional. I think he would. He this would be a thing. He wants to have a backyard brawl with Trump. He doesn't want to really do politics with Trump. His health care plan is, is is twice removed. He's not up to date. He calls things out of term. His memory's failing him in interviews like Joe, Uncle Joe, Here, Uncle, Uncle Joe. Hear me, bro. Go back to the meme community. We miss you. We miss you. You're ruining the image we have of you. It's okay. Let the future be the future. Let the past be the past. We don't need you. Kamala Harris. I really feel like she was on that stage to like just for mean purposes, like to make fun of Trump. Her opening statement was dedicated to Trump, not to anyone else. Trump wasn't watching this because he was actually in Baltimore giving a speech so you wasted your time two you're at HBCU and you only mentioned it twice I would have leaned into that and they could have said oh she's uh she's she's being biased well you went to an HBCU so you're allowed to be if if I'm running for if I'm doing anything at HBCU I'm gonna be like yeah I went to the yard what's good step on that she was poking fun, laughing during her answers, just didn't seem to be taking it very seriously. At one point in my mind, I was like, is she intoxicated? And she danced around the questions once again, and I applaud her, and also it's deplorable because it's like, just answer the question, or just apologize for it. That was something I didn't see a lot of. People who did get pushed on topics about their their faults or their or their flaws just didn't own it. Accountability. The most important thing that you can do to show that you're growing or you're, you're, you're leader worthy is just have some accountability. Accountability. You can't go wrong with it. It, 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 will, it will literally set you free. And she just wasn't like, you did some horrible things when you had positions of power. Like the, the, the moderator jabbed her twice and pressured her twice. And it was a black lady too. So, you know. It was that added thing. She just seemed like she was annoyed by it. Like, get lost then. Because we're not here to we're not here to make you feel comfortable. You're gonna be going against Trump. And he has he has a specialty of making fun of African American and minorities, especially women. Ask the squad. And then finally, uh the biggest loser for me was uh Yang. And it wasn't because he wasn't charismatic, it wasn't because he wasn't uh 
his his ideals weren't new or refreshing. It just seemed too good to be true. Like when you hear about politicians lying, Jeffrey Yang, uh, Yang was who what is what I envision now. The like the fact that he offered to pay ten families a thousand dollars every month to the for the rest of the year. I feel like that's a campaign violation. It's so, so it has to be breaking some type of rule because you're basically taking in money and redistributing it like there that's a tax loop. Um also he, he's the only person who doesn't have a tie on. Like it just becomes notice like you don't come off as cool or hip. You come off as disingenuous like you come off as you don't care like uh, every time you talk about something healthcare, uh military foreign policy uh black lives matter it's all about money and even his democratic bucks he was talking about giving making it so that the the people have the power to vote but when the top one like mathematically speaking if the top one percent is outweighing the whole entire middle and lower cap class $100 from each person in addition is still not enough to add up to that 1%. So mathematically speaking, it doesn't work. So your your thoughts are you're going to use, you're going to try and get people to bribe people who are being bribed by more rich people. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. It doesn't equate. And really, I just think like, okay. We, and there was a statement he made about like how he was Asian and because he's Asian, he knows doctors. I don't really know where that statement was going or where it came from. I think I thought I took it as a gaffe, as a goof. I didn't hold it against him, but, you know, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And ultimately, you know, it's going to come down to feelings because a lot of people is going to come down to feelings. And you don't feel like a presidential candidate right now. I think like you need more exposure. We need to see you more in a political sense, like. You're a businessman. Let's see you. Let's see you run a state first, and then you can come back and run the country. And then uh, you played yourself. Award is going to have to go to uh, Castro. Oh no! And it's and it's simply once again, it's about feelings here. Uh, you're dealing with a, a generation like. And Castro had some really great debates from the first two debates, from the first round of debates. Great debates. His 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 counter in Spanish and you know his ability to speak on things that you know innately affect him and his people was was great. And the fact that he has expertise in it. But then when he was challenged on things, because he was in the same house that Cory Booker was in when certain laws and certain things were happening, and the, and he was part of those decisions that didn't go in our favor. And it's like, so you didn't do it then. What you gonna do now? And you know the argument can always be made. I needed more power. I needed more power. So I see this as like he he took low hanging fruit with that jab to Joe Biden. I have no problem with that. But the rest of the world is you have to know your audience. You're dealing with a lot of sensitive people, a lot of people who live in the in the in the post uh, Me Too era, the post uh, don't call me she he is it or us like you have to be innately aware of these things and attacking Joe Biden is almost like attacking Barack Obama. It, it, that's how people saw it. And unfortunately for you, that hurt you. And because of it, 
Even though I knew that you didn't mean it, all your other points just fell to the wayside. And I couldn't really figure out where to put you in this group. Oh, yeah. And back to the other group. If I had to pick like someone from that group to pick, it would probably be Kamala Harris. Um, but yeah, Castro, man, you, you, you fucked up and you probably won't make it to the next round. But um, for all intents and purposes, that was my little insight to what I thought about the Democratic debate. Uh, before I tell you guys to like, share, subscribe and, you know, keep my channel going. Make sure that you know where to register to vote, how to get into the primary votes. I'll probably do a video about that. In fact, I've probably already done a video on that, but I'll do it again because I think it's important that we all get up and do something about it. Like the the truth, is, the one thing that was said in this debate that really made sense is it doesn't really matter who wins the primary for the Democrats. The question comes down to can you beat Trump? Period. I think. They're only legitimate. Everyone head to head. So Kamala Harris, Warren, Bernie, Biden, uh, and I think Cory Booker, those five of them, I'm not sure, uh, could beat Trump head to head. But the way the polls are set up right now is Bernie, Biden, or Bernie or Biden to switch. I, it's either one. It depends on which poll you're looking at. But Bernie, Biden, Warren. And then I think it goes uh, Corey, Kamala, and Pete. All of them can beat Trump head to head, but Trump is only getting stronger in the Republican Party. Legitimately, if all the Democrats vote, unlike in 2016, we win. There's no debating that. So we just got to go out there and vote. So for all intents and purposes, guys, I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me in the booth. Make sure you like this. Make sure you share this. If you made it this far, just subscribe. Help a brother out. Like, I need it. I love you guys. Take care. I'm parched. I'm parched.